Welcome to the Unbound Podcast with Liam Gray. Whether you are an insurtech enthusiast, traditional insurer, or just looking to understand how innovation will affect the insurance market, the Unbound Podcast is for you. From insurtech founders to leaders within some of the world's most forward-thinking insurers, each episode looks at the technologies and business models that are changing the future of insurance. Today I'm speaking with Kyle, CEO of ClearCover. During this interview, Kyle helps us understand how incidental insurance could cause one of the largest shifts in the insurance industry since the 1930s. More importantly, he shares how ClearCover has positioned itself to really drive that shift. Kyle highlights that customers only really want three things from their insurance. One, tight coverage. Two, to pay as little as possible. And three, for it to be there in the moments that really matter. Let's hear from Kyle about how ClearCover has developed a proposition that aims to deliver all of the above. Hi, Kyle, and welcome to the show. Hey, Liam. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Um, Before we start talking about ClearCover, your proposition, and what it means for your customers, can we get a bit of background on you, your personal background, and what you do at ClearCover? Yeah, so... um... I was born and bred in the Midwest. I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I went uh, and got a law degree and an MBA at the University of Wisconsin in Madison, although admittedly I didn't spend very much time in class. I, um, I wanted to work with startups, and I couldn't find a whole bunch of them in my constitutional law classes, so I stopped hanging out there and started hanging out with startups, and, uh, which was great. And Then I graduated, and I practiced law for a little while at a firm that exclusively worked with tech startups, and then left that to co-found the venture capital team at American Family Insurance back in 2013. And so that was sort of my first exposure to the insurance industry through the lens of venture capital. I spent about four years there working with that awesome team, looking at a ton of insure tech startups, and in doing so was exposed to, you know, a bunch of opportunities and and sort of problems in the industry, one of which um, was the foundation of of leaving to start ClearCover. And what spurred you to start ClearCover specifically? What was the sort of pain point that you were trying to remedy? Yes, good question. So when, um, when I was at American Family Ventures um, and we were looking at the insure tech space, so in the beginning, in like 2013, there was just no such thing as insure tech. It wasn't even a word yet. You know, like nothing's official until it's mashed up into a word. And so it was, uh, it was still insurance and still technology and sort of saw a bunch of deals that were super interesting and, and made some investments. But really in like 2014 and 2015, the market started to pick up steam and this, this thing that has become insure tech started to emerge. And we were a very thesis-driven firm, which is to say that we would like to craft narratives around where we thought specific areas of the market were going and invest along those narratives. And so with this transition, um, we got very excited about um, this thesis that we called incidental insurance. And at its core... Um, we said, look, if you look at distribution of insurance products, and in particular distribution of property and casualty insurance products, um, the last, I believe, fundamental distribution shift in the U.S. was back in the 1930s. In 1933 and then in 1935, USA and GEICO respectively decided that they could sell the product without commissioned agents. And in doing so, they were able to operate insurance companies at a much lower cost structure than their competitors. And as a result, they could sell the same product as their competitors for less money. And this happened in the 1930s, and it has been the fundamental advantage of those companies for the past 80 years. And we thought, 
look, there is another shift just like that on the horizon. We called it incidental insurance. And if you take the combination of the growing number of digital financial experiences, right, whether it's shopping for insurance or getting a loan or buying a home or managing your personal finances, like there is this growing universe of digitally oriented financial experiences and a opportunity to build a new insurance company, which is essentially a set of APIs. What you could do is integrate insurance really seamlessly into a whole bunch of digital moments where it's naturally going to be relevant to people and distribute it at what we call moment of relevance or essentially distribute the product integrated with these other products and services that you naturally are more inclined to care about and are engaged with. And the result of that would be you could build a new insurance company with, again, just like in the 30s, a lower cost structure, which allowed you to sell the same product as your competitors for less money. And so we had this thesis at American Family on how we could use incidental distribution to be the platform to launch a new insurance company with a lower cost structure that could offer lower prices. Um, what we realized pretty quickly is that in order to do that, um, we needed to set it up as an independent company. And so my co-founder, Derek, who um, has been in the industry about 35 years, and I left American Family with their backing to, um, to build ClearCover to capitalize on that thesis or opportunity that we saw. Generally, I'd say within the insurance industry, customer service and sort of the customer experience isn't seen as the greatest and with respect to other industries. How do you feel that your proposition in particular has really helped um, change that perception? And how would you compare the service that customers um, get with your proposition compared to sort of like the wider insurance industry? Well, we're, we're obviously a little biased. We think the experience that we deliver um, is a great one, but you know I think it's up to our, our customers to tell us that. To date, our customer satisfaction surveys and NPS scores have been very strong relative to the industry. But I think what um, what's more important is what separates our experience at ClearCover from um, just about everyone else out there. And so, you know, again, at the at the heart of our business was this idea that um, you could really seamlessly integrate insurance in these moments when it mattered to people. And of course, that has effects on our cost structure and what we can do to um, to the price of the product. But from the customer's perspective, right, as we were identifying this opportunity, part of, of deriving this thesis was going out and talking to customers and asking people what they really wanted from their insurance company, right? And, and I think if you do that, you end up with answers that are pretty dissimilar to what a lot of companies are investing their money on. What people will tell you is that what they want from their insurance company is really three things. They want the right coverage, right? They want to be able to feel comfortable that they have the coverage they're supposed to have. They want it to be there in the moments when it actually matters to them. And they want to pay as little as possible for it. And that's it. And so what that implies is that the customer, right, I think like a lot of people um, conflate this idea that a better customer experience necessarily entails more customer experience or more engagement. And we thought the opposite. We said, in fact, if we're hearing what people are saying correctly, what they would prefer is to think about or engage with insurance less. They want it to do its job a bit more quietly, a bit more silently in the background. And if that allows them to pay less, all the better. And so like, the foundation of, of, of our customer experience was this idea that we are an important product for people. That doesn't mean that we have to be an important part of their daily lives. And so we built our customer experience around integrating with these moments when really we should be there and we really can help people, um, but not trying to spend, you know, a billion and a half dollars a year 
getting people to remember our name during sporting events and, you know, the kind of places where insurance really doesn't matter to them, and then focus our energy and efforts on being really great at providing a customer experience when it actually matters to that customer, whether it's in those moments or it's when they experience a claim or need to serve their policy or something like that. So like that distinction of making less more for the customer is really what sets ClearCover's customer experience strategy apart from most of the industry. Which makes a lot of sense. And it would be really interesting to sort of be in a position of a clear um, cover customer. What is that journey that they go through? We, um, we sell personal auto insurance. And I think the model applies in a lot of places. We started in personal auto insurance because the pain points for customers with regard to this, how do I get the right coverage when it matters for the lowest possible cost, were most acute. So in car insurance, we then limited the number of partners we can work with. Because if you look at it, there's a big, wide universe of places where we could actually integrate insurance into these pre-existing customer journeys. But we're a startup, so we had to focus. So we focused on digital insurance shopping, car sales and financing, and personal financial management. And the common thread among those things is that in today's world, there's a lot of digital layers between your intent to do any one of those things and actually completing your objective. And having those digital layers in between your intent and completing the objective is a good spot for us to ins- to take insurance and sort of integrate it along the journey. So let me use digital insurance shopping as an example because that's where we have um, a bunch of partnerships live today. So if you were to go to, and it's sort of um, in the UK, this, this is done at quite a uh, higher level. In the US, it, it's really starting to grow now, but it, it's still in its early stages. But if you were to go to, say, a Compare.com or the Zebra or um, Insurify, you know, there's a number of companies out here that, um, that we work with, and they're all great. Uh, where, you know, you would fill out, you know, a page or two of questions about your insurance needs, essentially filling out an insurance application. And then when you got to the end of that process, you would see a list of insurance companies who um, ostensibly were willing to offer you insurance. But the problem today is that that list of companies um, often has two big problems. The first is most of them are just turning you into a lead. There's no real seamless way to take you from putting in all this information to actually buying the product that you set out to buy. Most cases, you click a button, you'll get sent to a phone call or sent over to some website to redo all the work you just did. And that didn't make any sense. The second problem is that there aren't a ton of um, companies who can offer you a very high quality insurance product at a really competitive price on those platforms. And we do. And so like what a clear cover customer would see is they would go through this process of answering a few pages of questions. They would get to this page of insurance company options. ClearCover is probably at the top of the list because we um, typically have very low prices for our customers. And when you clicked on that button that said, sure, I would like to get this insurance from ClearCover, you get sent over to our website. Now, we have this thing called Flow API, which essentially dynamically creates a new customer experience for every customer that comes over to us which is based on all the things that we already know about them and all the things that we still have to know. So essentially you get, you know, whatever questions remain in the process, maybe it's one, maybe it's three, maybe it's five, you answer those questions and then we take you to a page where you can actually buy the insurance. And at that point you're just about done. So the, so going from like, yes, I should check out insurance to, I would actually like to buy this insurance to, I will buy this insurance now by clicking this button with clear cover can take just a few minutes. Let's go to the other side of things. What about the claims? How have you dealt with that? So what we did is we are a managing general agency in California, which is our launch state. Um, but we, we sort of look and feel like an insurance company to all of our customers. And so what that means is we handle service and we handle claims. And so for the claims process, 
we act much like a concierge in the middle where the customer comes to us. They, they file their first notice of loss with us. So we have, um, we have about an 80% mobile app activation rate, uh, which means most of our customers download and activate our mobile app, which they can use to actually file their claim. And so um, a lot of our customers, when they have a claim, they'll go to our mobile app, they'll answer a few questions, they'll take some photos of the vehicle, um, and uh, which allows them to get through the process a lot more quickly. Once they do that, then what it goes to is our ecosystem of partners that can help the customer through whatever the claim might be. So we work with um, a third-party administrator for liability-related claims. We work with a company called Honk for Roadside. We work with Safe Life for Auto Glass, and we work with Snapsheet to do um, virtual physical damage adjusting and payment. And so what that means is like we end up managing the customer's experience so that it feels seamless and um, and it feels cohesive. But behind the scenes, we have a whole bunch of really expert partners who make sure that you know, the heavy lifting in terms of um, some of the claims activities is done really, really well. And a specific question on the use of an app. Um, I've heard conflicting sort of views on whether to use them or not. Um, you guys have obviously chosen to use an app, but some people see it as an unnecessary app to have on your phone. What's your view on that? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So we, are, we sell the policy via web and web app. So we did not build a mobile app, a native app, to sell insurance. And I would argue that our model of integrating insurance with, um, with these moments where it's relevant, now we can integrate with someone else's app, but um, I don't necessarily think you need a mobile app to sell the insurance product. Like we believe it should be more, more integrated with these other products and services which are largely web-based. We built the native app because the native app for us allowed us access to a set of tools to manage the claims and first notice of loss process that we, that we believed were important. Right. And so like, we're just scratching the surface of what's possible, but so like the sort of photo capabilities to our native app in the physical damage adjusting process are really valuable. The ability to take video, which we haven't launched, but we can, um, is valuable. Uh, you might also say that, you know, at some point it might make sense, to have embedded telematics in the native app, not for pricing per se, but for managing the customer experience to make sure that we know sort of um, that your mileage estimates are accurate or to make sure, you know, maybe we do accident detection. Like I think there are a whole bunch of opportunities on the customer experience side of the business that are enabled by having an app, but mostly on the service and claim side, much less so on the sales side, in my opinion. Absolutely. Um, I, I definitely agree with that. It's, it's clear that you've managed to create this seamless experience within the motor space. And a lot of it's not just based on the technology that you're using, it's also about the ecosystem that you've brought together for the client. Do you feel like this can be replicated in other areas of insurance? Uh, we fundamentally believe that this approach is going to affect lots of lines of business, certainly not just um, motor or auto. and. Um, and it's really, that impact is twofold. It's, it's both the customer experience that you can deliver through this incidental or integrated approach, um, as well as the economic benefit to the consumer. So we spent a lot of time researching this, um, this sort of well-documented theory of price dispersion in, um, in markets that have commodity-like characteristics, and insurance is one of them. And the gist of it is... Uh, 
as search costs come down, as it becomes easier for the customer to see that they're paying a different price for one thing that's just, that's the same thing as something else, right? That there's these price differences that they can understand why they exist or should not exist. Then prices tend to narrow in a in a, in a smaller band. You won't be able to sell the same product for twice the price as someone else. And auto has really felt the effects of that in the last 10 years. But I would argue lots of other lines of business are going to experience that same price dispersion related compression over the next 10 years. And as a result, like this customer experience will not only deliver similar um, effects to the customer in terms of how they buy insurance down the road, but it'll also have similar pricing and economic effects, we think. Okay. And based on that response, where is ClearCover looking next? Uh, we're pretty focused on on getting auto right. Uh, you know, the U.S. is um, is a market where you know, state by state expansion is important and um, and takes a concerted effort. And so, you know, we'll spend you know most of our time in the in the you know next couple of years focused on um, making our personal auto insurance available to as many customers as possible. In the U.S., um, we have partners who help us to to offer other products to our customers, effectively like creating effective bundles through you know other companies or even other insure tech startups who are also creating great customer experiences or helping customers lower their prices. I think down the line, um, where we go from a product perspective is still very much in the air. You know, there's I think there's about 150 billion worth of um, worth of opportunity for us in the U.S. in auto, and I want to get a little ways down that road first before we make a decision on what's next. Which makes complete sense. And finally, I mean, we've spoken a little bit about ClearCover, um, a bit about the auto industry, a bit about customer experience, but I'm sure that there's a lot of listeners out there who want to hear more or read more or get in touch with you directly. And if they do want to get in touch, how do they do that? Yeah, so the easiest way to find us is uh, online at clearcover.com um, and uh, there's obviously a contact sheet there the uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly my um, my email is just k at clearcover.com and uh, we are always more than happy to share our thoughts or uh, opinions on the, where insurance is going or what insurance customers need so I'd welcome the opportunity to, to talk with people about it fantastic thank you so much for your time today Carl really appreciate it of course. Thank you, Liam. Thanks for listening. Carl raised a very important point in today's discussion and one that people like myself working in the insurance industry can easily overlook. That is, just because insurance is important doesn't mean we need it to be part of our daily lives. The whole idea of incidental insurance is that it sits in the background and makes up part of a much larger value proposition. It will be interesting to see if less engagement on the insurer front will actually deliver more customer value. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and leave comments. We really want to reach as many people as possible with what's happening in the insurance industry, and there are no greater advocates than you, our listeners.